Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Godot Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchilli for Wahoo's 24-7. And like I promised, we're back with some Virginia basketball. But actually, before we get to that, because this is a question that I got asked a lot since last last Wednesday on National Signing Day. We did have official word that Devin Clark has officially signed with Virginia. That announcement was made on Wednesday. And if you're a Wahoo's 24-7 subscriber, you kind of followed it a little closely. As as little of information that we had, we were able to kind of keep you up to date that although he didn't sign on Wednesday, there was still a chance that he was going to. And then um, about 30 minutes before we that the official announcement came up, we got word that it was uh, going to be announced by the school and uh, Devin Wanted to make it very clear that he was going to come to Whoville. Uh, he, uh, we had that up on uh, Wahoo's 24-7 so that people knew that he was, in fact, headed to Charlottesville. So that's a very big pickup. If you are a listener to the show and if you are subscribed to Wahoo's 24-7, you know how big of a fan I am of Devin Clark and uh, his film and what he could bring to the to the Cavaliers. Um, he's going to be a guy that you want to see develop, but you mean you can't teach speed. And speak and had a lot. So having a guy like that in your secondary is a huge plus. So that was a good get by uh, defensive coordinator John Radzinski and defensive backs coach and passing defensive game coordinator um, Kieran Cox. That was a good find by those two and a, a good job of closing it out rather quickly. So um, and also going through all the hurdles uh, the last week. So uh, Virginia signed a good one. So 2023 class has added one more. And on the 24 seven. He is the second highest rated recruit for the class. Um, his ranking is 87. So he's a, he's a very big deal for that. So, but, you know, let's, let's get to some um, Virginia men's basketball. Uh, there, we're going to talk about the Cavaliers who are coming off a very good bounce back win, a type of win that you want after not having the game that you wanted against your in-state rival, Virginia Tech. So they came out there. The 9 p.m. tip-off, and I'm so grateful that that was the last 9 p.m. tip-off, at least until we get March Madness, then maybe we're not so lucky. But at least that's the last regular season 9 p.m. tip-off. Virginia beat NC State 63-50. to And honestly, I know NC State hanged around, and when you have a team like NC State that averages almost 80 points a game, you could always think they could have a chance to go back. But because of the way Virginia played, it didn't really seem like that comeback was on the cards for the pack. Virginia played 
very sound defensively. And honestly, they played really sound throughout the entire game for the Who's. So let's bring up the box score first. As always, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this on your screen right now. If you're listening, I will talk about the key stats. These stats were available on Wahoo's 24-7 as well, so you can take a look at some of the stats from this box score. Again, Virginia beating NC State 63-50, a team that averages 80 points a game. Um, well, 79.6 if you want to be very, very, very uh, to the point. Yeah, it had 50 points. Um, so again, a good defensive showing for them. And the person that they were really honing in down was DJ Burns, who ended up with eight points. They worked a really well double team on him, Caden Shedrick. What a game for Caden Shedrick. You know, there's a lot of questions around him. The last few weeks, he wasn't playing as many minutes. Um, it seemed like his confidence was a little bit down, but when they needed him to step up, he did a great job on the double team of DJ Burns. Him and Jaden Gardner did a good job there. Um, so, yeah, so it was a good day by Caden for the Cavaliers. He uh, he also had 10 points. Uh, he was 3 of 5 for shooting. So he had a, a really, really, really good game. He had six, uh, uh, He had six rebounds. So again, it was a good game by Caden, something that they needed a good lift from him. When you have a team like Virginia, when you came into the season, you always thought this was a versatile roster. This was a type of roster that you would need when you're in a tournament setting. You adjust who your players are to what your opponent is best at. You need a guy like Caden Shedrick to be performing in order to succeed in that. Because if you have a big you need to defend them. Caden did what he was meant to do that game. So again, it was a good game. A lot of uh, a lot of Cavaliers ended in double digits. Late addition to Caden Shedrick, you had Jaden Garner with 18 points and Reese Beekman with 15. Uh, Jaden Garner has been continuing to kind of go on his um, momentum from his last few games. He has certainly kind of picked things up lately. He's found his mid-range jumper, something that he was kind of struggling early on, but he certainly has kind of stepped up here. Everything is kind of clicking for UVA. Know that he lost against Virginia Tech, and that was obviously not the result that they wanted. But momentum still seems to be in UVA's favor when you look at who is performing well in the right time. This is when you want these players to perform well. You want guys like Caden Shedrick. You want guys like Jaden Garner. They kind of get on a roll here. And in the last four games, Jaden Garner is averaging 18.3 points per game. And he's honestly their most productive scorer in the front court. Um, so yeah, he 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 might he might take some ill-advised mid-range jumpers here and there, but he was effective against NC State. He was six of twelve of shooting. Um he shot 62. He he shot he was six for six from the free throw line and he was averaging about 60% from there. So again, this is good to see Garner performing at this level at this point of the season. So I think I think everyone can agree that seeing Caden Shedrick answering the call and doing well when we've seen so much of the small ball lineup where we didn't see where Caden Shedrick were was going to fit to see him come in and perform well, that's a huge boost for UVA, especially because look at the upcoming opponents for UVA. You have Duke. 
who have Kyle Foposki and Derek Lively. You have Boston College, uh, which has Quinton Post. You have, obviously, North Carolina, who has Armando Bacot. Well, guess what? Bacot. Excuse me. I'm still sick. Don't hold anything against me. Imagine, you know, last time they faced UNC, they didn't have Baycott in the lineup. He had to leave injured when they were playing in Charlottesville. So this time UVA will be traveling to Chapel Hill. So having Caden Shedrick performing well is certainly something that will help in defending. Um, And obviously Clemson, they have PJ Hall. So there's a lot of opponents here that's going to give Virginia some issues in, in inside the paint and in the interior. So they would want a guy like Caden Shedrick to perform. Obviously you have Ryan Dunn too, which surprisingly did not have many minutes. Actually, uh, let's see here. He had two minutes during that game. It was kind of surprising. He's been performing well. So Ryan Dunn, uh, I know a lot of people stand Ryan Dunn. I am a Ryan Dunn stand and uh, uh, he's going to be a great player for, for Virginia, but, it's good to have other options as well. And having Caden Shutter perform again is, is more of a boon for the Cavaliers as we go down the stretch. But again, it, it was good to see that. But again, Ryan Dunn only had two minutes, but they were able to uh, secure the win. So again, those are the, the two that kind of stand out to me as you go through the next few games. It's not a strenuous and hard schedule for the Cavaliers down the stretch. But you you certainly have some games that could cause some challenges. So we're going to take a quick break. Then on the way back, we're going to talk about uh, Virginia's offense in the game. Obviously, the defense obviously played a lot better. But we'll talk a little bit more about their offense in that game. And then we'll take a look at that schedule a little bit more as we count down to March Madness. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack French, for Wahoo's 24-7. Um, and just as a heads up, as you can tell, I'm still recovering from my illness. So if my voice kind of goes out a little bit or I need to cut the podcast short, that's probably why. Is because um, I'm still not 100% yet. So 
we were before the break, we talked about Caden Shedrick and uh, Jaden Gardner and what they were able to do in a game at NC State. And honestly, that was a great game. I think that was something that maybe I didn't focus on a lot in that first half of the show was saying that NC State was a good team. I mean, it is a good team. I mean, this was a good win for the Cavaliers, especially considering that this is a team that offensively can just turn it on at any point, especially from three-point range. They have great shooters. So for them to defensively have a performance like that after having, quite frankly, a poor defensive showing against the Hokies just a few days earlier, that was good for the Cavaliers. So especially when you head to tournament season and you need that momentum, that was good to see. It was very disciplined performance defensively. Now, I'm going to bring up the box score again if you're on YouTube. So, But it wasn't the offense. Great, they scored 63 points, but it wasn't the offense that we have come accustomed to, especially from two particular players. This is for the second straight game. Armand Franklin only had two points, and Ben Vanderplas had four and they've been quiet for the last two games. And they, these were the guys that when they went to small ball was really benefited from that. And honestly, the saying, like one of the things that I said was if Armand Franklin goes, Virginia goes. And that's what we saw um, from that from that game, What from those games when they went small was Armand Franklin kind of being the bellwether of how that game was going to go. But the last two games, these two have been a little bit more quiet. Now, and it's under more understandable against NC State because they had to switch how they were getting those points offensively, which is what I like about this team and what I want to like about these athletes this year is that they're so versatile offensively and that Virginia can adjust their game to fit their opponent. In this case, what we noticed was Virginia only had – two three-pointers in that game, both of them Isaac McNeely, who, by the way, I mean, we always talk about his shot, um, but I asked, asked Tony Bennett actually about Isaac McNeely's hustle plays and just his athleticism. I think a lot of people, when they talk about Isaac McNeely, will say like Isaac McThreely, we'll talk about his confidence in his shot. And I mean like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good shooter. And he certainly is getting more confidence in his shot. He doesn't second guess himself as much. And, he might not go with that extra pass as much as he did in the beginning. But that guy hustles. I mean, that big block that he had towards the end of the game, and even Tony Bennett mentioned that that, oh, that was a crucial block for them. And Tony even joked that uh, Isaac McNeely is such a good kid, such a nice kid, that he kind of did the block and kind of just smiled and like laughed. And it's one of those things where he was like, he's not going to spit nails at you when he does a block. You know, That's Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn. That that that's Ryan Dunn there right there when he does spit nails at but just kidding. but yeah so Isaac McNeely uh, I really like his athleticism he had the the two three pointers for the Cavaliers he finished uh, with eight points there he went two for five from three three from seven on the floor so um but what we noticed is that Virginia did really well against NC State touching the paint uh, and that was something. Um, that was good to see. You saw Kay Clark and Reese Beekman be very aggressive uh, towards the rim. I mean, there were some times um, where it was just unfair to watch Kay Clark just kind of drive inside and go up the and lay it in. So again, these were things that you liked to see because again, it shows versatility. And again, when you're in a tournament, you have to have that versatility to find success. So although we're not going to talk to them 
talking about three-point shooting in this game or we're talking about um, them kind of being playing lights out. Every game is different. In this game, the story was Caden Shedrick and their double team with DJ Burns with him and Ben Vanderplas kind of on them a bit. And then obviously Jaden Garner on the other side. So that, so when you, when you do that, that that's usually when you set the trap like that, that's usually the story in this game. That's why it's not as high scoring for the Cavaliers, but they did a good job as far as getting inside the paint and adjusting to it. I'm curious with Duke in town, um, how Virginia will approach the blue Devils, And like I said, if you look at the next few games for Virginia, it, it's a type of games that you can see Virginia kind of kind of go on a quite a nice run. Um, obviously, playing Duke, I know Duke is coming off a significant loss, but Duke is playing at the JPJ on Saturday at a 4 p.m. tip. So again, not I mean they're unranked. I think it was the first time they're unranked, I believe, since maybe the 90s is the last time Duke was unranked coming into Charlottesville. Um, where is David Teal when you need him? He is the guy that is full of facts. Um, so yeah, Duke, I believe is unranked for the first time since the nineties, they'll be coming to Virginia and then Virginia will go to Louisville again, that I don't see much of a challenge there for the Cavaliers. And then Notre Dame will come to Virginia the following Saturday. And then Virginia will go to Boston college. And then they go to uh, Chapel Hill. I mean, that's obviously a, always a tough matchup for the who's is going to the Chapel Hill. It's a tough matchup for anybody, but this is not, you know, this is not the same UNC that we're used to. This this team is is not performing to what we the expectations in preseason. So again, if Virginia is performing the way that we've seen them and playing to their capabilities, it's hard to see. Um, it's hard to see the schedule being too much for them. Um, and then they have both Clemson and Louisville at home to kind of end the season, which is a very nice way to kind of end things before the ACC tournament in Greensboro in March. So it's a good, it's a good solid way to end the season. Um, NC state, I think was probably their, uh, one of their toughest tests. I mean, obviously Duke and North Carolina, you can't really brush them aside, but again, I think NC state was one of their toughest tests and the way they performed, the way they're adapted certainly says a lot about what Tony Bennett, has been able to do with this versatile roster. Well, that's it for this week's show. Sorry that you had to handle um, my voice being a little funny for the last two episodes, but hopefully that will change for next week. And actually, we have a special two episodes for next week. I will be on vacation. Yay. But there will still be two new episodes next week, and we're actually going to switch things up. Usually we have a basketball-focused episode on Thursday while football-focused episode on Tuesday, but we're actually going to switch it up because we have a special guest on Tuesday. We'll have Ryan Dunn's father, Ed Dunn, will join the show. It's We haven't had a For the Love of the Game episode, uh, our series that we started last year where we invite family members or people that know Virginia student-athletes and coaches to the show so we can get to know these guys a little bit more, these women a little bit more. So Ryan Dunn's father, Ed Dunn, will join the show, and that show will, ha- will come on on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we'll go on football, and I'm working on getting a guest for that show as well as we look ahead to spring football. So again, we'll be back here on Tuesday with a For the Love of the Game episode where we invite Ryan Dunn's father, and then on Thursday, we'll get back to Virginia football. So I hope you guys 
Have a good rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll be right back here on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast on Tuesday. But we're always on Wahoos 24-7 as we continue to follow the Virginia men's basketball program as they continue their season. And obviously, as we continue to move forward to the 2024 football recruiting class. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week and have a good weekend. 